set up in your house that, that, or a service that's bringing you that fresh, clean water or, or, or really getting that sleep routine down and, and tracking your own sleep patterns to see how best you can to get that, that truly that deep, good sleep that you need, that your body needs to be at peak performance. So make sure you go check out HealTheWorldLive.org and we'll have more details at that website telling you about when it starts and how you can be a part of it. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it helps people in so many extraordinary ways around the world. Today we have an incredible, exciting, what's the adjective word we can use here, that we are going to have an amazing announcement right now. We're going to tell you all about it. It's called Heal the World Live. So this January, we're going to have an event that you can attend from wherever you are across the world virtually these days that we have. And we're going to have a three-day summit, a symposium. We're going to have the best people that are on this mission with us to heal the world and figure out how can we take back control of our health? We don't want it to be a secret anymore. And we all know that the current system is broken and we need to get back into the intuitive beliefs in ourselves to find the answer so we can feel whole again, so we can feel good again, and we can take back that control of our health. So coming in January, 2022, you can go to our website. It's being put together right now. It is simply heal the worldlive.org so healtheworldlive.org to get more details about this upcoming event how you can register how it works and we're going to bring the absolute best of the best people to come in here and explain these five pillars of health now of course the first pillar makes a lot of sense because that's what we talk about here on the miracle plant podcast the first pillar is you are what you eat, right? Food is your medicine, nutrition, supplements, like juicing and eating that whole plant, miracle plant, that hemp, CBDA, CBGA, cannabis plant. So that is gonna be the first pillar. And I know we talk about that a lot on here, but that's a topic that we all know so much about. So I'll open that up to my mom, Janet, or Dan, or even Latara, who's joining us today, about that miracle plant in that cold-pressed, as Dr. William Courtney says, that dietary essential. So whoever wants to take a crack at it. I'll pop in. Uh, again, too, we're talking about food and nutrition in the modern age of being healthy. A lot of it goes back to being plant-based, including in our medicine, which is why, where the CBDA from hemp comes in. But just in general, we teach that if you are healthy and you're happy with your life, then I'm not going to mess with your diet. But anytime you have any kind of an illness, the first thing you have to do is go back and look at your nutrition and look at things like, is it plant-based? Are you juicing? What are your food combinations and all kinds of things like that? So again, too, CBDA is there to help, but your body will not function without the appropriate nutrition. And so that's it's just a critical piece that when I talk to people, I have to talk about it every single time because nothing in isolation is going to help your body totally if you don't do the things that your body needs also. So the food and nutrition piece is just huge. And especially in America, where we tend to just buy whatever cheapest and quickest and handy, especially with the pandemic, 
you know, fast foods and ordering and uh, making mac and cheese <laughs> and not the good kind. Uh, so again, too, that's a, just a huge area that many, many people need to learn more about. And so I'm really excited that that's a major topic we're going to cover. Absolutely. Dan Latar, did you have anything to add in on food and nutrition and how it's you've seen it help your life or, or love? I think food. Oh, go ahead, Latara. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I I'm here as as a testimony and as a witness from not just for myself, but also for my daughter learning about what she puts in her gut is really helping her to defeat autism along with using the CBDA, her products from 101 CBD. Just getting on a more plant-based diet has really, I've seen a, just a lot of difference in her. So I know that nutrition is very important to always say staying happy and also staying healthy. And when you're, when you're healthy, you're, you're happy. So I know that giving her more gluten-free foods and more fresh fruits and vegetables, like Janet was saying, and, and even with, it's a struggle sometimes with our autism um, families and kids on the spectrum. But if we just stay consistent with them, that change will come and it will help them just be healthier overall. So I'm really happy to see my daughter. She's eating more salads. She's eating more fruit. She's asking for things that she didn't even used to ask for. So it is, it's really awesome, the journey. So I'm here, I'm here for it. So thanks so much for including me. Yeah, I was going to say, Justin, that to build on something Janet said, and also to build something on Latara said, with, with nutrition, it's such an easy first step that it seems like it's a great building block. You like, you start with nutrition and you're like, you know, let's make sure that I try to stay away from processed foods. And before it's like, I'm going to add this to my diet. I'm going to add some greens to my diet. And it just builds on itself. And that's, I, th I think that's, it's a really good starting place for your, for a, a, a healthier lifestyle. And to build, and to, and to jump on something else that Janet says, more on the big picture, the five pillars of health. I interviewed a soccer, a pro, former professional soccer player. And she said something that I thought, I just has always stuck with me. And that is, CBD or cannabinoids, they're, really, they're not an MVP, but they are the best teammate you can have because they work hand in hand with everything else. So if you have a good diet and you, and you sleep, and all the five pillars, CBD enhances all those, but it can't do it alone. You need the, you need the entire lifestyle change and everything has to be working in, in sync with each other like a symphony. So that's, I, I think I'm excited about this new, this, this new summit that's coming or your the uh, heal the world lives absolutely and and that's what you say too as, as far as what one of the things that, I, that I've, I've mentioned before but it is so powerful and and, and it has inspired me and and the, this mission to go uh to the the heights that it's going and beyond is when you see somebody who comes into one of our stores in california let's say and they're looking for relief from some autoimmune disease. Usually it's pain, fibromyalgia, neuropathy, rheumatoid arthritis, something along those lines. And they've tried everything else and they're tired of the side effects and nothing seems to work. And they come in and they just look gray. I mean, the color gray. There's, there's little hope. They've been going, chasing their tail for years sometimes. And then they come in and this is years ago when we got first got started, but they would come in and they were very, very confused about cannabis and hemp and CBD and THC. 
and they had just and they just thought it was a pot shop and <laughs> and they would come in because someone told them that there was something about CBD that was helping people and so they would come in and they would try our product they had either lost hope or just I mean down to the last shred and then they would come back three days four days later after using our product consistently and they just were different people I don't know how to describe it like there's like an aura or like an orange or a, like a life that was in them and many times I kid you not I didn't even recognize them like I was I didn't I'm like oh my god and so th that's the first thing that I see with people so you see how this oil helps out with like let's say pain or inflammation because it's so black or white right you're either in a lot of pain or you're not and when the pain subsides, that's, that's black or white. And, and so when you see the person who gets out of pain, like now they can sleep, right? Some people that are in so much pain, they can't sleep, which we're going to talk about as a pillar later on here. And so if they, can, if they can get out of pain and they can actually sleep, which allows our body to heal itself and rejuvenate, now they can start to have an awakening. And then because they were using a simple plant oil, to help with pain and inflammation, they start to look at other things they can incorporate into their lifestyle. And that would be what types of foods? What types of foods am I eating? If anybody has any severe diagnosis, the first thing I would say, and I hope we're getting there to Western medicine, isn't tell me what your symptoms are. It's tell me what are you eating? Like I want a food journal for two weeks. Every single thing you eat, every single thing you drink, Let's start there. And from that foundation, like Dan was saying, so much can be derived. The old saying, you are what you eat, is absolutely true. Those are the building blocks of our cells. So when you look at food as your medicine, when you look at those building blocks, it's going to bring us to pillar number two naturally here, which is going to be clean water, drinking clean water. You should be drinking every single day Whatever your weight is in pounds, cut that number in half. So let's say I, you weigh 200 pounds and that you cut that number in half and that's 100 ounces of clean water every single day. We as Americans are severely under drinking the water. We're, we're dehydrated, right? Not to mention, I think it's somewhere around 87% of Americans consume more than three alcohol drinks a week which also dehydrates you. And then you consider all of the sodium and everything that's in our normal American diet, the, the, what most people consume, we are severely dehydrated folks. So we need to find some clean water, not just any water. And uh, I'll let my mom weigh in on that. She's an expert and has done a ton of research on water. And water is, our, our bodies are made up of 60% water roughly and our brains are made up of 70% water. So water is so important to get yourself healthy and get to that homeostasis. So I'll let my mama take the first crack at water and clean water and defining and looking for the right good water for your, for that, that half your weight. In yeah. That whole idea of the half your weight is a book about how your body's telling you you're dying of thirst or something. Can't remember the exact title who talks about that. And he actually talks about our bodies being about, 85% water or water-based, 
And so our bones, what we think of as our body, is just a structure because all the chemical reactions and everything happening in our body are in the water parts. I mean, our bones are not doing a whole lot, a few little things. And so we forget that we are of the ocean, we are water. And again, too, getting enough is important, but also getting the right water. And that never was an issue like when I was growing up because water hadn't been ruined with chemicals and fluorides and all kinds of things. And you could drink natural water. It's gotten to be a super problem now that they analyze the water if you compare different cities. And there's not a city I came across whose water is drinkable, except some people think New York City has good water because they keep their water up in the hills and the reservoirs and then bring it down. But then, and like any topic in America right now, everything is controversial. So I talk to people about water all the time. And in my role as an integrative nutritionist, water is one of the first things we would talk about. And so everybody has their own thing. Oh, I want spring water. I want Fiji water. I want alkaline water. They've all got some type of water. And there's a thousand people saying a thousand things about it. And so it's very, very hard for people to distinguish what really is a good water. And fortunately, many of the bottled waters you get, A, are being contaminated by the plastic. And also many of them, literally, they've shown are literally somebody just pumping water out of the ground and putting it in a bottle and selling it back to you. And there's not really any standards either in terms of content or checking it out. So you're kind of on your own. And Justin and I were talking briefly, I've always been a fan of distilled water just because it's only an H and two O's. And, but anyway, there's always controversy about that. Although I've researched it for about 25 years and I'm very happy with what I find. Uh, again, too, so just covering that range of what waters are out there, which ones you can actually get some benefit from. But beyond that, just which ones aren't harmful. And I had one, I had one quick comeback to Dan's comment about uh, CBD being like a supportive player. I see CBD as a supportive player, giving you those assists. But I see CBDA as the quarterback or the point guard. And when you really look into how it controls and balances every aspect of our body, CBDA is definitely the quarterback or the point guard in terms of how our body functions. And so that's another point that we keep emphasizing. It's not like taking your ashwagandha or your turmeric or whatever, they have some properties. CBDA literally works and controls every system in our body and every reaction. So anyway, I, I will elevate it to quarterback status. Well, as we know in football, and I'm a big football guy for those that know me, you're, you're as good as your quarterback is going to take you. I don't care if it's high school, college, or the NFL anymore. It's all about the quarterback. And, of course, the quarterback in our lives and our family's lives was the, the high CBDA strains of hemp that we, we grew in our backyard to heal our son from a severe autism diagnosis. And our prayers were answered. And no longer is he considered on the spectrum. And so it absolutely is a great quarterback. We just lost our quarterback at Nebraska for Adrian Martinez. He's on the transfer portal, but I wish him well. He's a great kid. And it really is that important in football and in life. You need to make sure that you have the right quarterback that is calling the plays and executing the plays. And what we've seen with CBDA in this miracle hemp plant when it's consumed in its whole plant form, ideally juicing or cold pressing like we do, um, that's when you can absolutely see that quarterback shine. So this brings us on to our third pillar and we're all kind of they're all kind of interplaying they all definitely connect and work with each other after food and nutrition and supplements we talked about clean water and this one will bring us to what I mentioned a little bit earlier is the third pillar is sleep and so sleep is so important that is the way how the body rejuvenates how it recharges how it heals 
It has, it's like the most crucial natural way for our bodies to heal. And if we're not getting good sleep, we're getting out of balance. We're, our, our brains aren't working correctly. Our, our, our internal systems aren't working. If we're not getting at least four hours of good quality REM sleep every night, and everyone's bodies are a little bit different, but if you're not getting good quality sleep every night, your body just isn't able to run at optimal performance, which leaves you susceptible and your immune system to all kinds of issues. So the third pillar is sleep. Now, the wild thing about whole plant raw cannabis or hemp is that when people will used to come to us, and they still do, but I don't mention this as much, but again, because we get to interact face-to-face -face with people and talk with thousands and thousands of people, we get to hear like some of their questions. And one of the questions we get is, what are the side effects, right? What's the catch? Because we're conditioned, as Americans anyways, that there has to be a side effect. You couldn't possibly take something that actually solved something without breaking 18 other things, right? Because that's just what we're used to. Just turn on the TV and watch the commercial and then listen to what they say the side effects are. Many times I always kid, like, I'll just keep the rash. I don't want to die. So anywho, when it, so people would come into our stores and they would ask, well, what are the side effects? This sounds really good. This plant sounds really great. What are the side effects? And my joke was, well, we've been hearing from a lot of people. They've been a lot less stressed out and they're sleeping deeper and better at night. And so as the third pillar that we come to of sleep, the number one and number two reasons that people use our products or use whole plant uh, hemp oil is for pain, anxiety, that's one and two, and sleep's number three. And so that's the incredible thing about this plant is that it helps people with pain. Like, like, let's just say that's all it did. How great would that be? There's a plant that helps with pain with no side effects. Ta-da! Right? That's like the coolest thing ever. Just like we've, we all know in our minds, you get a sunburn, what do you do? You grab a plant called aloe vera and you hopefully have a fresh one that you can grab and you break it in half and you rub it on the sunburn, right? Click, that's conditioned. Well, our mission, our goal is eventually people will immediately associate, instead of reaching for a leave, they'll reach for alleviate X, right? <laughs> and they'll reach for hemp, they'll reach for cannabis, just like we think of aloe vera for sunburn. So again, the third pillar is sleep. This plant helps our body get into those circadian rhythms. It helps slow down that overactivity in our minds. That's where that anxiety comes from. That's where that stress comes from, right? That little, that little notification machine you carry around with you all the time, pinging and dinging and trying to grab your attention and has social media and news and current events and, and work and, and personal and all these things coming at you all day long. And you've got this, these screens that are coming at you and blue light and all these different types of things. We're, we go to bed at night and if we and we have all this activity bouncing around in our head of what the day was like so it it's hard for us to get some natural sleep and so when you take the whole plant hemp oil we've seen that it slows down those neurotransmitters from just firing like popcorn at a movie theater to just getting into that that homeostasis balance where you can naturally fall asleep and so that is the third pillar. And there's, there's lots of other things that we can do to make sure that we're getting sleep. But number one, 
first and foremost, you got to be trying, at least try some whole plant hemp oil, cold pressed that for yourself and see the proofs in the pudding. And sometimes it won't work the first night because it's not like Ambien. It's not turning off receptors and tricking the brain to thinking that it's tired or taking melatonin and trying to play God with your own brain. It's just naturally letting your brain find its comfort zone. So definitely that would be part of it. And when we get into this third pillar of sleep, we'll, we'll bring some more sleep patterns and some sleep things that you do every night and routines that will help. But did anyone want to weigh in on sleep? Feel free to open your mic and... and yes, I would love to say that. So when my daughter Zaria, who is now 19 years old, was first diagnosed with insomnia, I believe she was around, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old. And this child would not sleep. Even if I gave her Benadryl, this was before I was woke about plant and holistic living and CBD and all these types of things. The doctors, of course, I only knew what the doctors do to tell me to do for her at that time. So it's, oh, give her some Benadryl. Oh, give her uh, melatonin. Nothing, nothing would keep her sleep. It would help her fall asleep. But nothing would keep her asleep throughout the night. And then she would be cranky during the day. How kids are falling asleep in school. I would get notes from teachers. We had to lay her down, blah, 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 blah. And lo and behold comes the CBDA. She's taking the Chillex. And for these last few years, I haven't had to worry about the insomnia anymore. So... I guess I can cross that diagnosis off of her list of diagnoses. <laughs> so, and she knows that it helps her sleep. So now what she does is she'll, and she still, she's more verbal than she used to be. And she still does use some sign language and she'll tell me, mommy. And I'll say, are you sleepy? And she'll give me the sign for sleep. And then she now goes to the cabinet where her Chilex is. And she gets it and she hands it to me to help her take her CBD. And so I just want to say this is a very top-notch, wonderful, great product to help with insomnia. And I'm so happy that I have the knowledge to give her this versus trying to go to a store, a CVS, a Walgreens or Walmart and getting her a whole bunch of different types of sleep aids that's just going to cause her to have different types of side effects. So that, that is my testimony for my child. And even for myself, if I feel a little tired and I'm not able to fall asleep, I'll just get a drop. And then next thing you know, I say within 15, 20 minutes, I'm asleep. So I'm going to keep doing what I need to do as a brand ambassador. But, but that's my story that pretty much she does not have insomnia anymore. So I'm just, just thank, thank, thanking God for my one-on-one CBD family. That is wonderful. No, we love to hear that. And Justin had mentioned earlier about pain and anxiety and sleep being our, one of the major issues people come in with. And pain was number one for a long time. But in the last year or two, for some reason, our society seems different. All kinds of issues going on. And so anxiety and then sleep are, have become this huge. And then if you are in pain or if you are dealing with anxiety and worry and obsessing about problems that you're having, then you can't sleep. So very much you have to address both those problems. 
then one other last thing about the CBDA and sleep is that it directly goes to our 5-HT1A receptor, which is a serotonin receptor, and it automatically balances our serotonin, which is directly affects our mood, which is why it works so quickly with anxiety and also with sleep. And so if you're anxious, it brings you down to neutral. If you're depressed, it brings you up to neutral. And that homeostasis or balance is just critical with sleep. And as Justin mentioned, without sleep, you, without REM sleep, that's when your body's healing. And with, excuse me, deep sleep. And then REM is when we are dealing with all our emotions of the day. And then also everything we've learned, we're putting it into long-term storage. And so if you're not sleeping, your brain is absolutely not working well besides just the side effects you see when you're not getting enough sleep in terms of being irritable and not being able to think well. So I think sleep is a huge pillar that for a long time we all took for granted. Like I sure didn't worry about sleeping when I was a kid or most of my life. You just were tired and you went to sleep. But it's become a huge issue, especially now during the pandemic and different things that are going on. So I think that's when a, a pillar that's moved up from just sort of an important one to one of the top ones we deal with now. Can I jump in for a second, Justin? I got a I'm one of those people that can sleep anywhere. I've never had a problem sleeping. I sleep through the, through the night, never have a problem. And maybe, I don't know, six months ago or a year ago, I got this device called a whoop strap. And it, it monitors a lot of your body. It's, it's mostly for, for athletes, but it monitors a lot of the your, your different things within your body. And it's right on your wrist. But one of the things that it monitors is your sleep. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill this, right? Because I'm such a good sleeper. And I was not getting enough REM sleep. Like it would break down the different time, different zones in my sleep. It tells me, it gives me a report every morning of what, I wasn't getting enough REM sleep. And, and there would be nights where I would get like two or three minutes of REM sleep in an eight hour night. And I was like, what is up with this? And it just kind of coincided with, you sent me a new, a new batch of, of, of products. I was, and, and without even thinking, I was taking, I started taking them. And then one day I was like, wow, I had a lot of REM sleep last night. And Again, not clicking in until a point where I was, I didn't have any. And then all of a sudden my REM sleep. And, and the only difference was how much I was taking or, or if, that I was taking your um, 101 CBD at, during, throughout the day. And then my REM sleep went up. So even though I was getting a lot of sleep, it wasn't, as, it wasn't all quality sleep. And I think that's important for people to realize. That's awesome. Well, there's proof in the pudding, and I'm pretty sure my mom wants to weigh in because you know her. She's all about reason. <laughs> and no, and you're right. We aren't getting good sleep. And it's so funny how these old sayings, like my mom always said, every hour of sleep you get before midnight is worth two after midnight. And REM sleep tends to happen after. Uh, did I get that the right way around? Yeah, REM sleep when we first go to sleep, and then the deep sleep, and they kind of alternate. But you know, you're right, we aren't getting the REM sleep. And so we are passed out. And the other point I always wanted to make is so many people either take different drugs or supplements. Uh, I know I've met several women through this through the office that were drinking literally a bottle of wine at night to go to sleep. I've met a lot of men who have drinks and drink themselves to sleep or whatever. And even sometimes with the cannabis, with the THC, you go to sleep, but again, too aren't necessarily getting the, the REM and the REM sleep and the deep sleep. And I, too, use like a Garmin or Fitbit or whatever. I like my Garmin the best, though, about analyzing sleep and when, you get it, when you're getting it. It also matter, uh, measures your overall body battery. It calls your energy level. And it's just totally correlated uh, with how much sleep you're getting. 
So now I think we finally realize how important sleep is and how fragile it is that your body has to be balanced and you can't be in pain and you can't be highly anxious before we can get sleep. So I think, like I say, I cannot say enough about how important sleep has become. I think maybe some people who live maybe out in a rural area where it isn't as stressful or something, or maybe that's all gone now too. But anyway, no, yeah, sleep is a very important pillar that I can't wait till we do some more discussion on it. Absolutely. Well, and that's the third pillar. And now that moves us on to pillar number four today. For We're all discussing these pillars for the Heal the World Live Summit that's coming up uh, in January, where we discuss in great detail. Uh, and if you liked what you've heard so far, we're going to continue to go down these rabbit holes and arm you with information and products and, and things that are going to help you achieve these five pillars, whether it's having a box of organic food showing up at your door delivered, or whether it's getting a, a water filtration system set up in your house that, that, or a service that's bringing you that fresh, clean water, or, or, or really getting that sleep routine down and, and tracking your own sleep patterns to see how best you can to get that, that truly that deep, good sleep that you need, that your body needs to be at peak performance. So make sure you go check out healtheworldlive.org and we'll have more details at that website telling you about when it starts and how you can be a part of it. So the fourth pillar that we're going to talk about today in that holistic healing is mindfulness. And mindfulness can, to a lot of people, when they think of mind, mind, mindfulness, they think of like meditation, which Absolutely, meditation is a, a big part of my mindfulness. Another big part of mindfulness is it's, it's really living with intention, right? Instead of living in a reactive way to whatever happens in your day, it's planning out your day, thinking about things that you're grateful for to start your day, getting your head in the right space, listening to great audiobooks or listening to great podcasts that get your mind in the right place surrounding yourself those five people you hang around the most is that's where your expectations come from that's where your your level of thinking comes from and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are challenging you and that are lifting you up and they're giving you that positive energy to achieve the things or do the things in life that you want to do so mindfulness goes a lot more than just meditation also another practice of mindfulness is journaling and, and getting your, your thoughts down on paper and understanding what is my day going to look like? What are the things that I want to accomplish? What, why do I want to accomplish those things? Who do I need to accomplish those things for? If I was my own coach, what would I say to myself? What kind of things would I, would I do? And, and all of these types of mindful type activities to really make sure that you're starting your day right and that you're at the end of your day, you're also being mindful and reflecting upon, upon what you did and the things you, maybe you could have done a little bit better. Maybe you lost your temper a little bit or something. Maybe you could have gotten the six inch at Subway instead of the 12 inch. Little things like that, that you can be mindful of and that you can learn from and, and then reflect and have the opportunity the next day. Like every single morning I wake up, I look at each day as a whole life. So I look at a, a day when I wake up, first things first, I'm up, I'm alive, right? I got air in my lungs. You got to be grateful for that, right? The eyes are working, the, 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 the lungs are working, I oxygen in there, roof over the head, warm bed, day's getting started off great. 
And so I look at my day as a whole life. I'm going to live an entire life in this day because as we all know, there are no guarantees. So you might as well live this day as it is a full life. And so you get into that mindful. I like Deepak. That's my boy, Deepak Chopra. You can check him out on YouTube or get some of his apps. He's even got a virtual YouTube or a virtual virtual uh, Deepak. I think it's what it's called if you go to your app store. And uh, he'll like, you can like kind of talk with him and it's pretty cool. And so I like to start my day with a meditation with, with Deepak and uh, it just gets my day fired up and straightened out. And so we're going to go really deep into mindfulness so people can really start their day with intention. And some people like to go for walks on the beach, walks in nature. Some people like to prayer and that's their meditation. Some people like to, to do any number of things that's going to help them be mindful and, and, and stay in the present, if you will. So the fourth pillar we're going to be going way down the rabbit hole on and bringing some great experts on. No, no Deepak promises yet, but you never know in this lifetime how it all shakes out is mindfulness. Did anyone else want to weigh in on the fourth pillar of health, holistic healing, mindfulness? I always be glad to jump in. And you're right, too, about mindfulness means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I always focus on just real simple things like you get what you focus on and that your thoughts control your life. If you have a bad attitude, when you like walk into a restaurant with a bad attitude, you're probably going to get bad service. And life is kind of like that. If you don't have your own goals and your own plans and your own way to make yourself positive, you're kind of then like a ship just floating without a rudder on the sea and life just happens to you. And so in terms of our health, too, unless you have a sense of control, and we call it an internal locus of control that you believe what you do impacts your life, then you are just at the mercy of every advertisement and anything some friend says to you. And so mindfulness is being aware of our sovereignty that we are in control of our lives. And the more positive and the more gratitude we have, the more positive outcomes we will have. And so it's a huge issue. So many people do not realize their own personal power to control what happens to them. And you can always control your attitude. Even if it's a bad day, you can turn it around and look for the positive. So I think it's another just critical area that somehow it's mislabeled as some hippy-dippy thing or whatever by a lot of people. But it's truly another very powerful a pillar or whatever to being healthy and having a good life. So again, too, I'm really glad that we're covering that. Yeah, I just, I, I, I completely agree with everything that um, you have said. This one for me is a very, this pillar is very deep. I'm a middle-aged woman um, with a daughter with two different disabilities and I have a disability myself. Um, being the, the mindfulness for me is so key just for my everyday life. Like you said, being thankful for being woken up, but having multiple sclerosis is, is so hard sometimes. I have to be positive, think positive. I, I have my own way of meditating. I go on walks and things like that, but it's always because I'm thinking positive for myself to get through the day so that I can help my family just sometimes it's a struggle for me just to be able to cook a meal for my family if i'm having pain or what whatever is going on with that other side of me i call the ms in me it's like oh that's the other latara <laughs> but the mindfulness i had to learn how to deal with this disease i had to learn how not to be depressed 
about having something going on with my body that I really can't control because I know so many others are depending on me. So this one is really, really deep. And I'm really trying to just learn tips to keep that journey going for myself. Like you were saying with the meditation, doing the journal and just different things to keep myself um, in a positive place so that I can get through and cherish that day and cherish that time with my family. This one is just, it's, it's really, really deep for me. And I really pay attention when I hear people speaking about mindfulness and, and the positivity and being grateful and thankful just for just certain things in your life. So yeah, I'm gonna be paying attention to this one. Thanks. You bet. All right, so we got the, 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 the mindfulness pillar. It was going to lead into the final pillar that we're going to discuss in the HealTheWorldLive.org. So it's HealTheWorldLive.org to get more details and to get signed up for it in January is exercise. And some people meditate while they run or they exercise. And it's, it's the fifth pillar. And, and so these five pillars that we've discussed I'm betting this isn't the first time you've heard this, but it is the foundation of holistic healing. These five pillars working together and exercise, as we know, is so crucial. You need to get at least 20 minutes of exercise pretty much every day. I mean, you just got to do it. And that can mean a walk. It can just mean a mile walk or a walk on the beach or a walk to, to your, to your you know, favorite morning place, whether it's a coffee shop or to get a, a newspaper. Some of the younger millennials might have to Google, but they actually do have these things called newspapers where they put stuff on print and you read it. It's kind of cool. Anyways, and so you start your day with exercise. And so they could be 20 minutes and it can be really low impact, or you can go to the gym or you can have weight training or you can do even yoga would qualify in, in this category, in this pillar. So uh, it's just so critical because we have a, there's, there's an epidemic or a pandemic within the pandemic. And that's that the average American put on 24 pounds since March of 2020. And exercise, getting that metabolism going in the morning is so crucial to, to setting up your, your rest of your day for success. Whether it's alertness and brain fog and mental clarity when you have that, that 20 minutes of exercise in the morning, but also that your metabolism gets jump-started and gets kicked and your brain's working and your body's working and it sets your day up for a better day in the morning. Some people, their schedules maybe don't work that way or some people are more night owls and maybe you work out at night and that's fine. But figuring out how to get some type of at least 20 minutes of exercise every single day and you don't have to call it exercise, right? We have these negative connotations, exercise, uh, work, uh, blah, conditioning, or diet, ah, I don't get to eat what I want. Figure out something that works better for you, right? Like going for a walk doesn't sound that hard. Going for a, a jog on the beach sounds beautiful, right? So make sure that we're finding new ways to get, us our, get ourselves to do the things that we know to do. So exercise is so critical and finding things that you enjoy doing, whether it's maybe you're gonna go to the gym with a partner, or maybe you're gonna play some tennis, or if you're a golfer, maybe you're gonna walk instead of ride on the cart, or pass up the elevator and take the stairs. I mean, there's all these opportunities, and we all know we're talking about Fitbits and all these other things, about counting our steps and getting our 10,000 in every day. The fifth pillar is exercise, and it's all working together and incorporating these five pillars into your health. So. Exercise, shocker, right? Anyone have uh, any thoughts to weigh in on this? 
I'm surprised, surprised I'm talking. Anyway, it's so much easier now to do exercise than ever before. I mean, if you have the money, you have your Pelotons or something called the mirror, which I just only seen commercials for. And we have gyms and we have classes and we have yoga groups. And so any type of exercise you want, there is a group or something or it's online. Uh, TikTok videos are really into some really cute little quick exercises that show you which body part that it's focusing on. So I think this, the knowledge is out there and the awareness is out there. A lot of times we just don't have that extra support. So one thing I hope comes out of this too is that we, either through setting up a website just to focus on people that attended, to find some accountability partners or an accountability group. I think that to me is one of the missing pieces. First, find what exercise works best for you, find your schedule, and then find someone to help keep you honest that you're doing it. And, and there's also groups like with your Fitbits and with my Garmin and things that you can do online and do competitions and all kinds of things. But we need to encourage people to take that next step because so many of us start all kinds of things. And for me, I always buy the right clothes so it looks right and the right shoes and then get started. And then pretty soon something gets in the way one day, then another day, and pretty soon you've lost that habit. And so that's another important thing that needs to be covered is also the follow-up then once people learn about more about exercise and what works for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have something? Yeah, for me, um, like I said, I always have to go back to um, having multiple sclerosis and I have to take physical therapy. And so my physical therapist has taught me different ways to stretch and um, do different things depending on my day. Some days I am, I have so much energy, even when I take my boost, <laughs> I've taken my alleviate and I'm feeling good and I'm able to go and I'm able to walk and, and, and my legs are moving and my feet are moving and I'm feeling good. And then there are some days where, mm, yeah, and I'm not going to get it. So living here in Las Vegas, it's really beautiful here. There's lots of parks and trails to go walking. And I, I just love it. They have the Red Rock and all that. So but make a long story short, I, I try to get in some type um, of exercise, even on those bad days. I may just put some music on and like you said, try to dance for like 15, 20 minutes. And I have to just push myself and I want to be, try to be a little bit more consistent with it, but it is hard, especially when the days, depending on the morning, going on with the kids and things. And I really like that idea that Janet was talking about, like having an accountability partner or someone to say, Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? That would be really great so yeah good justin we're going to need more than three days Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this you could do three days just on this one this is going to be so much fun i was going to say that they exercise sometimes gets people that negative connotation and it really it just comes down to moving if you can just think about moving every day 20 minutes a day like you said whether it's walking raking the leaves doing doing cleaning the house, all these things count. It's just, you got to keep moving. You can't just sit in front of the TV. And once you start doing that, it, the next thing, it just comes. It's just, it's, it happens. And as long as it's consistent, as like you build a routine around it, it turns into a habit. And before it, you're walking or you're, like I said, you're raking the leaves or you're doing whatever. But the, the point that I think is, is really important is that Exercise is the key, or movement is the key, but really what's important is the recovery that happens after the exercise, and that's where CBD and CBDA really come into play. I mean, your body just recovers so much quicker 
from anything that you do. You don't feel sore. You don't have to worry about taking the day off because, oh my God, I can't even walk. I can't, I can't even get down the stairs. That doesn't happen. You take a, if, if your body's in, in sync and the CBD helps your body get into sync, recovery's fast and, and it's not, you don't, you don't, you're not sore the next day. So, like I said, we need five days for this, for the, for this, for our, for the, for the live. Yeah, well, it might end up being five on the next uh, go around because this is going to, we're going to do this multiple times a year. But the first go around, we're going to squeeze it all into to three days and we're going to have multiple speakers, probably a half a dozen to, to a dozen or more, really going down deep on some of these topics. And, and it's, it's. Because like you said before, people who will come to us looking for pain relief or stress relief or get some deep sleep, and when this oil works, it gives them hope. And it, and it starts encouraging themselves to decide, well, what else can I do? Because now they're starting to take back that control of their health and, and introducing a, a healthier diet or a plant-based diet or maybe drinking more water or going on that walk, which leads to better sleep. And then you have the mindfulness they all work and they all blend together. So that's why we're doing HealTheWorldLive.org. And we're going to have a three-day summit in January, right around the time where everyone's New Year's resolutions tend to wear off, which is middle January. <laughs> and so we're going to have this so people are getting rejuvenated, excited, and energized. Just like when you do exercise, you're creating your own energy. And anything that you do for six months straight becomes a lifelong habit. So you just got to get over that hump of doing it for six months. Another little hack that you can do is when you when I wake up in the morning, I, I part of my mindfulness journal is I, I track out my, my next morning. And so I'm going to get up at six. I'll give myself from six to 610. That's it. It's a mental snooze. I don't have a snooze. I actually don't believe in alarms. But I wake up and usually before six and I have to be out of the bed by 610 off to the gym is where I go for my exercise most of the time. And you put what you do is you either sleep in your gym clothes or you have your gym clothes right there on bed. You've got your running shoes right next to the bed and you have no excuses. It is up and out and off you go. And part of the mindfulness journal that we talked about, the mastery journal that John Lee Dumas, who's been on before, he has his own journal. And right in there, you write down what is your morning routine. And so you're going to grade yourself on how did you do those certain um, events in those morning routines. And like Dan said, the routines become the habits and the habits become your life. And how you want to accomplish great things in your life is because of the routines and the habits will lead you there. So with that, I want to thank you for coming by the Miracle Plant Podcast. I hope you're as excited as we are about www.healtheworldlive.org and where you can find all the details about how you can get registered, how you can get signed up and learn so much more. If you think you learned something here today, which I'm sure you did, you're going to learn so much more as we go way down the, the, the rabbit holes with the absolute top experts in each one of these pillars of health. And to recap on those pillars of health, we're talking about food and nutrition, like that cold-pressed hemp food essential that, we've, that we talk about so much on here. Drinking plenty of clean water, getting that sleep, mindfulness, and exercise. Those are the five pillars of holistic healing. We are going to bring on world-class experts and give you access to information and products you can find nowhere else in the world. I guarantee it. So I look forward to seeing you more, 
hearing more from you. And at the end of every podcast and every meeting and every one of these summits we're going to do, we're going to unmute our mics and say, heal the world, because that's what we're all about is paying it forward for what this miracle plan did for my family and is doing for so many families around the world. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world, because that's what we're doing here. One, two, three. Heal the world. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming by the Miracle Plan Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Saturday on Clubhouse at 10 a.m. Pacific. You can hop on stage and ask your questions and maybe even be on the Miracle Plan Podcast yourself. Thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plan, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.